The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. You should support them because they support us. They have 160, 136 draft beers, a 50-foot TV. LSU plays Ole Miss. Uh, the Saints are trying to get to 500. They're going to play Kansas City Sunday. The Pelican House, they're awesome. They have a late-night menu. They have everything you want. Go there, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Woohoo! The Saints are 2-3 and three in, in style. Defense is optional. Uh, sad Cam is the best Cam. He looked like... He looked like the guy from Godfather's Pizza, sort of, in the postgame, and he just went full Ditka, next question. It was phenomenal. Um, Andrew, uh, this offense at home is averaging 36 a game, and they're basically, uh, except for a pick six by Drew Brees against Atlanta, they've basically been unstoppable. Well, they didn't play well against the Giants, but... At home, I'm talking about. Oh, at home, at home, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think part of this is the the competition. I mean, Carolina's secondary is a joke. And we saw what Matt Ryan and Julio Jones did to them. Uh, They still have Keekly. They still have a decent front. Um, You know, their front (laughs) seven in general, a great linebacking core, so... um, yeah, I, I would they, probably still take. I'd probably still take their defense over ours. Fun, but, fu- uh, fun fact that I noticed, and you know me, I don't break down the tape like you. But fun fact I noticed yesterday, Andrew, the Saints were in three wides, and Carolina was like, "Our corners suck so bad, we're not going to nickel." They were playing their base and letting Shaq Lawson trying to guard, try to guard whoever was in the slot. It, well, it was Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson. Yes. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq, <laughs> Lawson, Shaq, Shaq Lawson, the Ganger guy from Buffalo. But yeah, yeah, I was like, "What? What the fuck?" But they were doing it, and it was the Saints were just destroying them. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Breeze, he uh, he looks healthy, you know. And that he was did. I wrote, wrote a, I wrote a yeah, post about it. I was worried about his arm. You know, obviously the bye week he did him some good. Uh, but he was on the ball. I mean, if anything, he missed any any throws he missed, he threw so. Um, and that's the key. I feel like as bad as this defense is at times, if if we if the offense can just be like this, 
then God damn it, we can win any of these games. Yeah. Well, Dave, you brought your son to his first Saints game, so that was regular, yeah, regular season regular season game. game. So that was nice. Uh, did you did you yeah. did you indoctrinate him enough? I think that's a good first game to go to. It was. This was the ideal situation. This, this is exactly the type of game that I wanted. Uh, I, I wanted to to play out on the field for his first game. I mean, you so you basically was... gave him a, an arena football experience. <laughs> well, I mean, not even not even the scoring. So much. I mean, the first quarter was fun because they kept scoring and they kept scoring, and I, every time they scored, I'd pick him up and scream with him and you know part part of the fun i told him was like you get to just go and you get to just yell and scream as loud as you want nobody's gonna yell at you at home he's yelling and screaming <laughs> and we're always telling him to be quiet um but uh <laughs> he uh but it was it was just great it was exciting to the end you know the it, it wasn't a blowout by the saints or vice versa where you know where where the fans are just you know talking and and half interested and half disinterested. Um, everybody was you know on the edge of their seat all the way to the end. And obviously the outcome was what we wanted with the field goal at the last second and the win and the whole stadium goes nuts. I mean I think those are the type of moments that have to happen for you know somebody like that to um, you know, for it to really, for it to really click, and you know, yeah, and get hooked. But um, I still think yeah. probably Star Wars is definitely, uh, yeah, number <laughs> one. I mean, he is just—he's totally obsessed with Star Wars. But uh, but I, I think I might have snuck a little Saints in there when we got home. First of all, when we got. <laughs> When we got home, the first thing he did was he just laid down on the floor. He was exhausted. He was exhausted. <laughs> I, was uh, I was, was too. Adorable. I was drunk though. But uh, but but then he was like, "You want to play football?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're hungry for more, huh?" That that's that was one of good the sign. things that stuck out in my mind. Yeah, that was that I thought was a good sign. But then the other thing I'll, I'll mention is um, Aaron and I bought him. We went to the black and gold shop like at the beginning of the season just to look wait, around wait, or who, whatever. Who's Aaron? Who's my, Aaron? My, my, my wife. Uh, my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> um, but uh, we and we saw this like kids tracksuit. It's like a mafioso nice. style, you know, windbreaker pants and zip up jacket hoodie combo. And he wore it for the first time yesterday. And it's like so awesome. It's like I wish I had one in adult size. And he got like so you many You matching, compliments. matching. He got so you put many that on fa- You put a picture of that on Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, he got, he, and at the game, people were like looking at like, were like pointing. We walked up the stairs to go to the take him to the bathroom. And one guy was like pointing. He's like, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> black and gold shop. Yeah, he got multiple compliments so it was pretty good yeah um and he didn't wear the headphones we brought headphones for him and he like, nope. he didn't really feel like he needed it but wait wait while we're talking about kids in the superdome i think we have to first of all we need to find this kid and get him on the podcast <laughs> the kid who wore the cam newton jersey who had the seat in the end zone and got handed a ball after cam newton's touchdown and then ripped off the the jersey, the that, Newton jersey, to reveal, true. to reveal he's really a Saints fan and he's wearing a Saints jersey. Ma- and he totally trolled Newton. Master, that's master troll there. That is. We gotta find. We, we gotta, gotta find, find him. He's, he's, yeah, seriously. If anyone knows who that kid is, get. We want him on the podcast. You the real MVP. <laughs> you the real MVP. Yeah. I wonder if he thought of that himself or like it. his parents put him up there. I, I need. I need the story. I need to know because if he thought of that himself. Oh. 
it's that's, even extra special. I mean, that, that is epic. That is, that is just <laughs> – people. news media people on Twitter were like, if you know him, let me know. They were like all over that. I had like Channel channel 6, Channel 4, Channel – I saw at least a reporter from every uh, New Orleans news station tweet. But how, how did he know that he would be in the right seat to you, even – Tempt Cam Newton. Well, you just know if you're in the end zone, right? You can. If, yeah, if, if you're in the end zone. Was, he, the was he rolling the whole game with that jersey, hoping for the moment? <coughs> no, I, I would think there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I would think, or you, or you have it ready, and you know Cam and Newton's not paying Cam attention. Newton scores a touchdown. Cam Newton's not paying attention to the, the 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 fans until he scores, right? So you're like, okay, Cam's inside the red zone. Put the jersey on. See? Oh, right, so, right, right. Yeah, um, I, I feel like Andrew with the Saints defense. I feel like we're me, and I, I'm guilty of this personally. I feel like we're, we, I have a a, a case of. Uh, football Stockholm syndrome where you become attached emotionally and you, you get sympathetic towards your captors and the captor of course is the Saints horrible defense and we're we're making excuses for that and I think I feel like we're year three into this horrible defense and now we look for any ray of hope and we try to talk ourselves into it I'm like they only allowed 3.8 yards a rush they had two sacks they got an interception they have positive outlook they're turning the corner when in actuality if you take a step back you're like it's still a fucking dumpster fire um are, are we yeah i mean, I, I refuse to they I gave up a lot of points in this game excited. but they didn't get that. i mean they gave up a lot of points in this game and yards but, but uh i, I, <laughs> I would say and they gave up a, one th- and they gave up a 21 point lead Yes. Let's um, not gloss over that. There, yeah. there, there's one thing. If I had to say there's one thing that's night and day for me compared to last year. And last year, I, I throw into the same pool as the uh, the Spagnola year. I mean, just two of the worst, worst defenses I've ever seen in my life. And to me, the run defense is night and day. I mean, Carolina is a very good run running football team. And you know, they only had 103. Uh, 3.8 per carry. I mean, that's decent, but it's not awesome. Um, and then you look at what they did against the Giants and Chargers where they completely dominated. Uh, they were good except for one run against the Raiders, and then they were bad against Atlanta. But I think if you look at the body of work now through five games, 
the run defense, I wouldn't say it's been awesome, but I think I would I would describe it as average or slightly well, better better than average well, at worst. The, the good thing and is, and compared to last year it was it was a it was an atrocity. Well the thing is this year teams every game last year teams could go into the game and be like we're just going to jam it down the Saints throat and we're just going to keep doing yeah, it because Yeah, we're going to do well we're going to do no no last year it was we're going to do whatever we want. Yeah. And it, it doesn't it almost doesn't matter what play we call. And I think this year they're doing a decent enough job against the run that they're setting up third and four, third and five, third and six. And then, you know, good things happen in those situations where sometimes you get off the field. I feel like it's got to be more than third. I think they got, if the Saints, they only have a 50-50 shot when it's third and over six. Like if it's third yeah, and less that's, than five. Yeah, that's fine. But, I, yeah. but I'm just saying like last year, they hardly even got to third down. And when they did, it was third and inches, you know. And so I, I just think it's, it's one of those things where at least, look, the pass rush – they just don't have enough guys, and the secondary is just too banged up. <laughs> it is what it is. They're going to be exposed. But, you know, if the interior, Davison and Fairley and Cam Jordan, if they keep playing the way they're playing against the run and Robertson keeps tackling and playing well in Vaccaro, uh, then they can be decent against the run. And if they can at least do that, uh, I feel like they're at least setting up their pass defense uh, to be in favorable situations. Dave, what do we have to do to not have cornerbacks get injured? I feel like we've done something to spite the football gods, and they just – they all the corners, whenever they look even like a little bit promising, they get injured. Sterling Moore, uh-huh. latest example. Maybe we, uh, maybe we need a new medical staff. I don't know. I mean, they're back to – they're back to Brian Dixon at corner, and I like Brian Dixon. He's a nice little special teams player, but he is bad at corner. <laughs> I mean, you know. So who do we have left? We got Ken, we got Ken Crawley. Don't don't there? forget BW Webb. B-dub. Webb. We got BW. Yeah, I mean, we are we are. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. These are the backups to the backups to the backups. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So I, I watched the I'm in Virginia. So I watched the uh, national feed and the whole game. All they harped on was Carolina and how they were start, how banged up they were in the secondary and how they were starting third and fifth round pick rookies. And I'm screaming at the TV saying the Saints are starting undrafted guys. Dude, the, sa- in the, in- like, the They weren't even drafted. The guys, the guys that they're starting. And, and Crawley's a rookie. I mean, <laughs> like no mention whatsoever of the Saints. It was driving me insane. We were talking about Crawley and Harris in August of like, ooh, one of those guys could make the team and maybe be kind of interesting as the nickel or maybe play a little bit or whatever. Like the corner situation was we were talking about Swan as like the fourth and fifth guy. Like, you know, this is before – the plague hit. Um, I mean, I well, mean, let, let's let's just let's just talk about the guys real quick for a second here, okay? <laughs> Bro and Keenan Lewis were supposed to be the starters, right? <clears throat> I mean, Lewis cut, Bro broken leg, right? Yeah. Then you had Swan and PJ Williams both <laughs> out for the year. Then you had Kyle Williams. Kyle Wilson forget forgot him. about him. He was supposed Kyle to be, Wilson, you know, yeah. Or Wilson, sorry, he was supposed to be like the fifth corner, you know, the vet guy. 
he gets he gets injured out for the year. So that's your top five guys right now. And now you know maybe you put now you put Crawley maybe as your six, and then you've got Sterling Moore as your seven. Moore well, no, no, now no. Devante. Well, yeah. Devante is behind Crawley though. Yeah. Okay. So right. So now so so now you've got Sterling Moore out. Moore was your, your seventh guy. So right now you've got Crawley, your sixth guy, and B.W. Webb, your eighth guy. The, that, that's who the Saints are starting right now. They're sixth and eighth corner. Yeah. Is what's the? Did we get word on Sterling? I didn't see anything on him. Uh, I, I no, I haven't either. So. I mean, he, he's tweeting like he's in a good mood, so I'm hoping that means he's. I good mean, he that. really didn't look. He really didn't look bad when he was walking off yeah. the field. I mean, he he honestly looked fine when he was walking off. I wonder, looked like he was shaking his right leg a little bit. Yeah. Um, Dave, do the Saints have a legit kicker now? Are we? Uh, I don't know. I mean, do you it's guys funny think because... Forbath or, or Connor Barth hit that kick? I mean, Lutz has the leg. Connor I mean, Barth's kind of been terrible for the Bears. It was. It was. It was. It, Lutz's kick was ugly. It I mean, was. We, we can I, all. Uh, I didn't we think can it, all agree with that. It looked. Like I didn't think it was gonna when I, on the TV. I was like, "That is," a, ugh. and it got. Yeah, there. he knew. He knew it was good way before I did. No, like I, I saw him put his hands up almost right after he hit it, and I was like, "Man, are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 got a leg, and I mean, I mean, Peyton has has given him tons of opportunity. I mean, obviously the Raiders game, they threw him out there. Uh, this game, he's out there again. He's, got I mean, he's the, been put in pressure pressure situations early. He but he he missed one earlier though in the game, he though, didn't mi- he? He hasn't missed a kick. Well, the the blocked one was a short kick, but he hasn't missed a kick where you're like, dude, you ha- you need to make that. Like all his misses are from <coughs> fifty plus. You didn't know? he did miss and one the extra earlier? Point, in the, the extra points aren't gimmies, as we saw from Graham Gano. Or the, the extra points yeah, aren't no. gimmies, and he's been he's been automatic from thirty three on the extra points yeah. all year. Um, speaking of special teams, they weren't a disaster yesterday, Andrew. They were actually qu- quite good. They uh, yes. Tommy Lee Lewis had, well, had, I, I had, had a good I want to go back return. to these Twitter arguments we've had with people. Oh my god! And you and I talking about how how important special teams is, and all these idiots being like, "I don't care about special teams. Fix the defense." Like. No, it all it's all part of it, and I'm going to call out. Oh, I'm not going to call him out, but I, I think. <laughs> oh, you just you salty dog. No, but you're right. Here's the thing: like, if you. But no, I, I I mean, look look at the game. Right, they win by three points, and what was the difference? Huge punt return in the game. Huge punt return, and then they hit a 52 yard field goal to win the game. Yeah. Two huge plays in a three point game, and. Again, you look back at those other games, there were one possession games, and you think about the blocked field goal for a touchdown, you think about the Devontae Harris fumble, whatever that was. Those changed the outcome of the game. Huge swings. Yeah, I I do think one interesting thing is Sean Payton has gone to uh, treating uh, punt returns that when the Saints are going to be pinned deep in their territory, he treat, <coughs> he treats it like an 87-year-old man hoarding money under his mattress. Like he's totally risk-averse, and he's got Jarris Bird back there. And um, whoever the color guy was for Fox, was it uh, Johnson? He flipped his lid yeah. He flipped his lid because they had one of those things where Jarris Bird, he could have returned it for probably like 10, 15 yards, but 
Jarris Bird only fair catches because if he doesn't fair catch and returns one, Sean Payton will murder him. Uh, so I mean, but are we are, are we cool? Are we cool with this? Where the Saints? Are- yeah, Jarris Bird is the fair catch, don't fumble guy. Yeah. And they like they don't even pretend. Like it, it doesn't matter how how nice the lanes look. He's fair catching and he's not returning. Like are we, period. Are we ever? Are we okay with this, Dave? No. No, Dave. You're no. Yes. I mean, you're okay with it? Why? Yeah, I am. He's not supposed to return. the The whole reason he's back there is to avoid disaster because he he has the most reliable hands. If 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 it was about getting a good return. He's not explosive, so you would put Tommy Lee or Marcus Murphy or whatever back there. But it, the, the whole point of him you wouldn't being trust in there is like Travaris. No, no. I think the I thing- mean Jarris Bird is back there because he's their best hands guy. I think Dave. I think Sean Payton. He knew he probably knew this going into the year, but I think the Atlanta game really crystallized it, and he said it after. He's like, "We are not good enough to overcome." a special teams disaster. And they just, they can't, look, they can't. It's proven fact. They lost to the Giants. They lost, like, they can't, they can't overcome a dude muffing a punt inside the 10. Like, they're, I, Yeah, and you know, you know what, you know what else? Carolina's not good enough to recover from a disaster special teams either. Well, so, if you know that you're not. And they lost. Yeah, but the thing is, Andrew, if you know you're not going to recover from a disaster, it's better to be super risk averse than yeah yeah limit your risk. You know? I, I agree. Um, but here- that's why I, I will say that's why I'm a little surprised the Saints kind of settled for the 52 yarder. Yeah, I was also I was also very surprised that Carolina didn't call a timeout a lot sooner. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like Carolina managed the clock very well at the end there when the Saints had the ball. No, I, Riverboat Ron is he's not one to like, you know, he's not like a clock savant. Um, Andrew, you thought they would call it? You thought the Saints would call a timeout and go for one more play? Uh, no, but I, I thought they were being kind of. I, they kind I of, thought as opposed they they, they were being pretty conservative, like they, they were they, doing short throws, like. <laughs> They, it, it didn't seem like when they got to that part of the field that they, they were thinking, like, we need 10, 15 no, more yards. They, that call and, and that Breeze tried to gun it downfield. I mean, they, they were very much they, playing like, yeah, we're going we're to go for short throws, and if we have to hit, kick a 52-yarder here, we're good. No, I mean, they ran the bubble screen. They ran the bubble screen on second down to Cooks. He got tackled, and then uh, Breeze killed, had to kill the clock, and, and that was third down, so then they were on fourth. So it was, it was a little bit of – uh, peculiar play calling. Um, <sighs> Wait, going back to Jarris Bird, by the way, he only played like four percent of the snaps or whatever. I was surprised to see that. I mean, is he is Von Bell replacing him? No, he played more than that. He no, he did not. Go look at the snap counts. He played very minimally. I thought I saw him on the field a lot more than that. Von Bell played like eighty to ninety percent of the game. Yeah, but so but Bird they both with played Vicaro. together. No, yeah, with yeah, Vicaro. They, they had a lot of three safety looks though. Let me see. I, I go look it up. Um, it's on Canal Street Chronicles. Plug, plug. Plug, plug. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely think Von Bell is the starting free safety for now. 
I mean, he replaced him against the Chargers. He played half right? the plays, 54. What? Yeah. Yeah, he played half. Yeah, he played way more. You're full of shit, He Dave. played 44. That's not you're, what you're, it's you're, 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 you're thinking of Anthony, who only played four plays. No, no, I know. Yeah, I you're know. thinking of Stan. You're definitely thinking of Stefan Anthony, who had four snaps. <laughs> I saw that, too. All right, well, hold on. I got to go. No, Jarris Bird was in the game a lot in the, in the nickel and dime packages where no. they had – They'd, they'd move Vicaro to the slot, and then the two safeties would be Bell and Bird. Three safeties. That, but that's a good – this is a good topic because, Andrew, th- I feel like this th- the three safeties is, is what we're going to see the rest of the year, right? Like this It's is- not really three safeties. Like we're calling it that because they're quote-unquote safety guys. But what it really is is it's Vicaro in the slot, and then they bring in another safety to compensate for him being out. And so then Bird comes in basically to replace Vaccaro as Vaccaro goes to the slot. But I mean, that's, so it's it's not like they have it's not like they have three high safeties, but they do have three quote unquote safeties on the field. That's what it's going to be though the rest of the year. Like this is the this is really the only sort of card. That well, I think Dennis they Allen with with all the right? injuries at corner, they have to go this route. Yeah, I mean, I think Von Bell and Vaccaro both may have to play some corner, some slot. Yeah, um, just to compensate for all the injuries because. You know, quite frankly, I'd much rather see Bell or Vaccaro in the slot than Brian Dixon. I'd rather see a chair in the slot than Brian Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think the Sa- the Saints kind of got a-, a tough beat, I think, with the injury to Moore because, you know, they-, they called up Dixon because he's a much better special teams player than Devontae Harris. But Harris is the better cover guy. And, you know, you can only keep 46 active um, and so Harris was one of the inactive guys, but obviously yeah, I, when that injury happened, I mean, Harris would have been the next guy in the pecking order. So that was kind of a bummer that he, he couldn't come in instead of Dixon, uh, because he's a, I, th- I think they would have been better off with Harris in the game at that point. Dave, if Tony Hills is starting at left tackle against Kansas city, how much liquor do you think I'm going to need for Sunday? <laughs> um, you're normally you're gonna need some Pappy Van Winkle. That's the good stuff. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't drink a whole bottle of that. I mean, that's just reckless. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you need. I think you need Rodgut. Yeah, you need Rodgut liquor. Arista, you need Aristofrat. <laughs> Aristofrat. I need. <laughs> you can down two two or three handles on the cheap. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Tony Hill. I mean, look. He motivates the troops like no other, apparently. He's like life coach, motivational speaker. But, Andrew, I don't know if I want him playing four quarters. I don't, I, I don't know if I want him playing one drive. <laughs> I mean, did, you, did you see that, that penalty ridden? Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I mean the, the play, first of all, it was third and 15, so it was miraculous enough did that Bree finds it? Michael Thomas for a first down. But Tony Hill's was like lost the pasture. He clearly thought it, <laughs> it was, was a, a screen run, play. A screen, yeah. like he, he, he completely got the wrong play because he was like 15 yards downfield as Breeze is throwing it. I don't even know how Breeze didn't get sacked when his left tackle just basically <laughs> abandoned protection. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Here. obviously I, I, think, I think he would be a little bit better off if he had a week to prepare at a position that he knew he was going to play. So... I do think it's a little tougher when you get thrown into situations and you're not ready, but um, 
I mean, Justin Houston's back healthy, right? Yes. Ish. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, Justin Houston, even at 70% against Tony Hills, would keep me up at night. Uh, Dave, this question is probably going to bring out angry Dave, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Oh, uh, boy. Michael Here Th- we go. It, you can just say true or false. Michael Thomas is going to have the most receptions by any Saints receiver at the end of the year. Mm, what is he at now? 26. He's is le- he leading? He's leading Brandon Cooks by one. Really? Um, Why would that make Dave angry? I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought he I would be like, that "That's bullshit." I'm actually, I'm actually more surprised because um, I just I don't really recall Michael Thomas making that many catches. I would have I would have thought for sure Cooks uh, was the, was the current team leader. Um, no, I, I don't know. Co- Cooks kind of comes and goes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like true. Thomas is more. More consistent, I mean, you know. Fleener, Fleener could could. Uh, he's 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 kind of starting to get a little bit. He's in the got group nineteen. With, uh, so what, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I think he could be on the. How many did you say Thomas has? Twenty six. Yeah. And Cooks has twenty five. Yeah. I and would how say. How many does Snead have? Nineteen. Man, they're all in the mix. All four yeah. of them. I mean, yeah. Kobe Fleener is looking like he's going to get those those. He's going to have that sixty to seventy catch year, and you, you know, he's definitely not going to be. He's definitely not a Spiller type bust already, you know. Um, but but uh, Andrew, Michael Thomas. I mean, yep. Michael Thomas. He's on pace now for what? That would be seventy seventy eight, like eighty catches, eighty two catches for. I is, mean, is he on pace for a thousand yards? Uh, not quite, because he's got. He's got he's only, he's got yeah. 26 catches, but he's only got 307 yards. You know, I told you in training camp. I I, I watched two practices and I called you and I said, yeah, "Ralph, this did. guy's good, really good." And yeah, you know, there's just some guys where you just watch him play and you can tell immediately like they stand out as like this guy is clearly an NFL receiver. And you could just tell from minute one. You can tell when he catches the ball. He has huge hands. They're so strong. You know, it's not like Meacham or Devery Henderson where they would catch the ball against their body and it always looked a little shaky. Um, I mean, you, you can just tell he's a natural receiver. I just think as time goes on, he's only going to develop more chemistry with Breeze. And I, I think Cooks is kind of Cook, Cooks is more to me than just a playmaker. Like, I, I don't think I don't think he's just you know a deep threat. He's not. He's got more to his game than Devery Henderson. So. But I, I, I think what's really scary is that I never really thought that Cooks was like a number one receiver that could carry an offense. I think he's more of like a Deshaun Jackson that can you know, kill you at times and then make nice plays at other times. But he, he, you know, if he plays a tough corner, like, I don't know that he, with his size he can just dominate someone on mm-hmm. every play. Um, but Michael Thomas can. I, I think you know, there's going to be times where he's covered very well and he has such good hands and He's got the speed and he's got the size to where you compliment him, Cooks with him. And, man, I mean, it's just this offense is tough to stop. There's so many if, playmakers. And I, I told you going into the season, like, man, this might be the best playmaking. Now, I thought Spiller was going to be part of that. And I really thought Spiller was going to be special. He's this part year. of it in Seattle. But, yeah, he's part of it. Yeah. But, uh, 
but I, I, I told you this might be the best set of playmakers that Breeze has ever had around him. And I stand by that. I mean, you look at Fleener is starting to look more like Ben Watson. Um, and then you just add Sneed, Cooks, and Thomas. I'm not sure the Saints have had a trio of receivers this good. And good luck to a team that that uh, if you if you can't rush the passer or you don't go at least four deep at corner, you are fucked versus the Saints. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, well, that's just Exhibit it. A, Carolina. Yeah. Well, I mean, even a team yeah. like – I mean – the, the 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 we'll get to the we'll get to their road woes in a bit. But. Unfortunately, their upcoming opponents, Denver and Seattle, have a lot of yes, good corners. They do, unfortunately. <laughs> and some pass rush to go with it. Um, you know, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I want to touch on uh, the defensive tackles, Andrew. They seem to me to not just be getting. Uh, be good against the run, like you mentioned, but they're getting push, I think, too, which is a pleasant surprise. Fairly's a beast. Fairly is playing extremely well. I mean, I'm getting close to saying that Fairly is the best free agent signing the Saints have made since Darren Sproles. Wow. That's that's strong. I mean, so, so so, so we're going to be having this argument, Andrew, of... Give him the contract. Give him the contract. He that scares me. To, Give it to him. He scares me to death. Done. It scares me to death. No, don't. <laughs> it scares give me. Him, to, give him that. You don't give him more than two years at most. No, he, he's that. That is, Dave. If he keeps playing like this, that is not going to be an option. He's getting. Uh, he's getting. If he keeps playing like this, and what? How many sacks does he have now? Like three. I think it's three and a half. If he gets to. If let's say he gets to eight sacks, I mean, a three and a half in five games. If he gets that's a lot for a defensive tackle. If he gets to eight, that's about if he, an average of ten or eleven. If he gets to eight sacks, you're gonna have to pay him five years, sixty million dollars. Well, then, 20, then, then they million, damn well better. Then they million. damn well better let somebody else do that and make that mistake because the second you give him a contract right. like that, it doesn't matter what team it is, <laughs> he's gonna loaf and sit on his ass, and you've lost him. So yeah. I, I really hope that the Saints understand that and realize that. And if that's the situation, that they're not the team that makes that mistake. It's going to be. But as we've seen in the past, that's exactly it's what gonna they're going to here's, here's the thing, Dave, that I think the scenario. No, that, that's cool, Dave. So you just want to go back to, uh, to John Jenkins. Oh, and, uh, well, John Jenkins no. is a free agent, too. What I want them to do is start fucking drafting like a professional NFL team and get their heads out of their asses. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hey, this draft you know, class is looking pretty damn good. Yeah, it it's 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 pointless to you know that they have made all of these mistakes and that's what's hurt them. And you just it's just it's it's frustrating and I don't want to see them make another mistake well, and, the, and it would be a mistake. Here's the scenario. I think. I mean, I I would say this. I would rather invest in guys that have played well for you. And, I, I mean, already you've seen it with Armstead. Um, bad example, he's hurt. Uh, but Cam Jordan <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, Mark Ingram, like guys that have done it for you in your system, like I'd much rather reward those guys than paying Laurinaitis or um, Bird off the street where you have no idea how they're going to fit in your system. Like Fairley's kind of proven that he works in Dennis Allen's system and he likes being with the Saints. And so, like, 
I, I feel like he's got way more equity than some random free agent. Yeah, because if, the thing is with the Saints is with Jenkins a free agent and uh, Fairley a free agent. Like if they both walk, you gotta get. They're gonna have to get somebody. So yeah, I mean, if you ask me to pick between <coughs> the two and pay pay more for Fairley or pay less for Jenkins, and the decision's really easy. Well, Look, if it was if it was any if it was just about any other player, that would be fine. But Fairley has shown the history. No, you're where when he, when he's yeah, it's a risk. No, it's a risk. It, it, he's got a long term contract. He just does not perform. And and Andrew, it's very uh, honorable what you want to do, and um, you know that you want to take care of guys that have performed for you. But un- unfortunately, I just feel like Fairley has his history has has, has you know. Burn me once, shame on on me, and fool me twice, shame on whatever. I said that wrong. But. So basically, basically, you think he's another junior galette? <laughs> yeah, ready to just comp- totally blow up. But I'm, I mean, he's not a junior galette in the sense that he's going to have off-field issues. He's just a he's a junior galette in the sense that you're going to waste all of this money and get zero out of it. Yeah, here's yeah, a, here's it's a th- possible. Here's the thing, though. The one thing that I will say. Um, makes me a little uh, less reluctant to sign far, fairly is that he went from the, the Lions to the Rams and everybody was like, oh my God, the Rams with that defensive line, he is going to kill it. And he was mediocre for the Rams. And they were like, leave, whatever. And the Saints got him. And this is the best he's ever looked. And the thing is, here's the here's the scenario that I think. But here's the, but he did, he looked good for the Rams. The problem is they had Aaron Donald, and he just didn't play that much. Oh yeah, so, yeah. He he had high PFF. I mean PFF is, is is what it is. But he had good grades for them. He just he was a backup for the Rams because they had Aaron Donald he, and yeah, I forget who the other guy was, but he he played the same position as Donald. Here here's a scenario I think that will be really fun for the Saints if it if it works out, but it'll make signing fairly even more uh of a priority if rankin when rankin gets back dave if he gets back and he's like let's say say it's like best case scenario for him and like within two or three weeks you're like oh my god rankin's is really good then you've gonna ha- you're gonna have this tandem at defensive tackle that's just gonna be destroying people and i'm gonna tell you if that happens there's no way they let him walk and there's no way, and, and 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 you may be right, but if if you go in the last like three four weeks, let's say, and they're just killing people on the defensive line, and they're getting sacks from Rankins and Fairly, and it's looking really good, there's no way that they're blowing that up and letting that leave, and it may it may blow up on them later, but there's no way they break up that. I would guess we'll find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew, you, you jump in. You think is my scenario? Do you do you see it as? Yeah, I mean, well, Tyler Davidson is you know another guy that's yeah. in the mix. I mean, you know, so Rankin's coming back is is a scary proposition for. I mean, man, I wish he would come back sooner. You know, it's just tough. It's tough not having him. Um, he he comes back to practice this week, doesn't he? Yeah, is this he, week the week he comes back? Yeah, I think it is. He comes back and then he's got to practice for two weeks. That's on Nick Underhill's pin, pin tweet. Six, six weeks and two weeks uh, of practice. No, no, he he comes back. I think he can play week nine. So I'm guessing that means he practices week seven. So I, I think we have another week before he okay. can practice. But so, um, but we're getting close with him, and 
Man, this defense needs him and Bro back so badly. I mean, you know, the, the good news is they would that go those a long guys. Way, will, I think. If will, they, yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really think the Saints, if they can just kind of hold water until those guys get back, and I, you know, if they can get to five hundred, um, you know, maybe four and four going into Week Nine, um, then I, I think there's pot- there's potential a, uh, that it could be fun. It could be yeah, it's gonna be tough. It can be really yeah. fun. The problem is they play Kansas City. What do they play? Kansas City, 49ers, and Seattle. And they have to get two out of three. I mean, this is this they is an important one. Yeah, it's four- a great opportunity to get to 500 here. If, if by some miracle they can win on the road, it would be huge. Yeah. All right, we got tons of Twitter questions. So this is from Joe Horn's cell phone, Andrew. Will, <laughs> will Lasko's role continue to grow? Uh, I was surprised. I mean, he seems to have – bypassed Hightower in the pecking order at running back. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I still think Ingram's the guy. Uh, and Cadet has a, a much bigger role than I'm comfortable with. But <laughs> clearly, he, he's he's the receiver. He's he's the receiving back. I mean, Cadet cost Spiller his job. Yeah, Lasko I mean, is... The, the, Sean, Payton, Sean Payton made the decision that I prefer Cadet as my receiving back to Spiller. Yeah, Lasko... And, Lasko's the number two runner right now. Lasko is it has earned more of a bigger role, but Joe Horn's cell phone, he is one fumble away from not seeing the field for like six more weeks. And he had a little bit of a fumbling issue in, in the preseason too. Uh, Dave, uh, this is about your this is about your boyfriend. This is from Joe Valente. Do you think Ingram run, is running poorly or is his struggles due to play calling? He seems slow and not cutting well. I I I don't I haven't seen that. Do you guys see that? I I mean I feel like he's looked pretty good, and I feel like he's made the most of the opportunities he's been given. And to be honest, I would like to see him given a little bit more opportunity. I, I agree that he looked a little slow, especially on that pitch. I hate that where, pitch play. where he tried to beat the player to the sideline and it wasn't working clearly. So just, he tried to just cut in it. this game, and he looked yeah, slow. Yeah, we're on it. You know, they always try to run that pitch, and it never works. And he tries to go around, you know, to the outside of the sideline, and he can't beat the guy to the sideline. So then he tries to cut it back inside, and then he always loses a ton of yards doing One that. One note, though, he was um, he, so he was sick for two days this week in practice. He missed. Yeah, two days he was. He was. So. He was. I mean, I, I with Ingram, I'm just still waiting for him. You know, he has that angry Ingram game where he runs for 170 yards, and we just haven't seen it yet. There, listen, the Saints are going on the road. They this would be the week. For haven't it, done man. that well on the road. Yeah, like if if there's going to be a game where he goes nuts. Uh, at Kansas City would be huge because Something's it would keep make the defense angry. off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. This is another question from Joe Horn's cell phone. Sean Payton's call to keep three points at the end of the half ended up being important. Thoughts on his game day decisions? The, the, the kick was the right call. I mean, like you can't you can't take points off. It the was board. it was the only call. Yeah. It was the only call. I, I think you got to think of it two ways. People were thinking, why doesn't he take a shot at the end zone? You know, the, the old adage that, that if you throw the football, three things can happen and two of them are bad, right? And so when you're talking yep. about 10 sackets, you, there's, there's the potential for an interception. Uh, there's the potential for – it's really three things can happen because, you know, there's a sack too. And the sack ends the half, you're or done. Or a penalty. A penalty uh, makes it have a 10-second you know. runoff because they wouldn't have had any timeouts. 
Right. So there, there's all these, and then, the, but to me, the most significant one was that you've, you're kind of shaky at kicker. And now we're talking about his Lutz good, and I, I get it, <laughs> but he had just made the kick. There's no way I'm putting an unproven rookie out there to kick another field goal if you throw an incomplete pass. He, he's already made the kick. And, and, and you could see Breeze and Peyton, they thought about it. They were talking yeah. to each other on the sidelines, and you can see Breeze's lips. He looks at Peyton, and he kind of shakes his head and goes, take the points. He knew. Yeah. Breeze knew the, it was the, the more, only decision the to more, make. The more interesting decision, Dave, was it was 37-30, and the Saints were like, we're going for two, baby. And we're I wish be, they had. And man. we're going to be up 39-30. We're going to end this game. That would have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have agreed with that? If they, yeah, I think people were mad. I, people were mad at the Saints for that because they wasted they a time. You know, either do it or don't. But don't. They were, I mean, again, that's an X's and O's thing where Peyton w- was hoping for a certain look and he didn't get it. So take the time out and you yeah. kick. Uh, ooh, this is. I probably, I probably would not have been okay with going for the two. I'd, I'd say take the point. Yeah. This is from Silver Hair Dave. How sweet was it to watch Dan Quinn lose his shit on the sidelines? <laughs> it was pretty. I didn't. I didn't um, watch that. It was watch pretty. The Falcons game. It was, oh God, Dave, you got to look that it up. It was pretty awesome. Well, I mean, I know what ha- I know what happened, but I I didn't actually watch the game. I mean, that was. I mean, they, they they basically. <laughs> but there's a gif. There's a gif out there of of Quinn running up and down the sideline like a madman, chasing down a ref, I'll have just to, to scream at him. I'll have to I mean, go. It's unlike, unlike, unlike most other NFL fans, I actually work on Mondays when I go into work. <laughs> well, I mean, he, 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 they kind of assaulted Julio Jones, so I can, I, I get the rage. Um, but man, the, Atlanta's four and two. The Saints are only a game back in the loss column. So yesterday was about as good as it gets. Um, well, this is a good question, <laughs> Andrew. Bigger, bigger liability next week. Saints defense or Andy Reid's propensity for the fourth quarter nine and a half minute drive? Uh, I think the latter. I mean, you know, Alex Smith is the prototypical dink and dunk quarterback. Um, so, and the Saints, unfortunately, are a bend don't break style defense right now. Yeah, it's, so, just, it's a terrible matchup for the ma- Saints. Matchup-wise, yeah. I mean, they're, the Chiefs may have multiple <laughs> nine-minute drives. Yeah. Is, uh, all right, Dave, one guy from the Saints 2015 uh, draft turns into a superstar. Who do you pick? Uh, oh, what was that? That was Stefan Anthony? No, Kika no. 20, I'm sorry, 26. Oh, 20, oh, yeah, you can pick any, pick anybody you want of the young guys to be a superstar. Well, what was the Question. One young guy, one young year? guy turns into a superstar. So you can pick anybody you want. <laughs> just, just pick one from each class. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, from that draft class, man, I, sh- I, I'd really love, I'd really love Andrus Pete to be a superstar. Um, and then who was in this year's draft class? You got Rankins, uh, you got Onyemata, you got Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Rankins for sure. No, yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't, I'll, I'll leave Thomas because Thomas, I think, is going to be fine by himself. So I'll, I'll go with Rankins. I want to make sure Rankins is, is going to be a, a superstar on the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that way I, 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 got, I got 
defensive line and offensive line. I'm covered there, but if the Saints go nice f- if the Saints go five and three, Andrew, how much credit do we give our defense? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it depends. Not, not I mean. Not much. <laughs> I mean, if they win the next yeah, I mean, two, they, they, you know, we've always said they have to be they have to be good enough not to cost an epic Drew Brees performance a win. Um, so you know they ba- they were barely good enough this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, D D minus. You know, check <laughs> passing grade. So no, I mean, I I think the defense until they get Bro and Rankins back, it's gonna be. It's, it's going to be a continued thing where they'll play nice for a couple of drives. They'll luck into a turnover. Cam Jordan will get a nice sack. We'll, you know, there'll they'll be moments. Uh, this defense cannot, with the injuries and, and the f- lack of corner ability, they can't go four They quarter. can't go four quarters. And here's the thing, and I know this is completely unfair, but I feel like whenever the defense gets a stop, and the Saints get the ball back and have the lead, they have to score. Like, and I know that's that's just completely unfair and irrational to think that, but I feel like it's almost like tennis, Andrew, where you're like, I'm up a break. You you know, you gotta you you've gotta you've gotta hold that serve, you know? And even if it's just like a field goal or whatever, it I just I, I feel this in this this nervousness is pressure. No, no, no lead. No lead is safe. No lead is safe. Um, so that does the Twitter questions. Thanks, everybody. Um, all right, Dave, I'll start with you. The Saints go to Kansas City this week. They are a six-and-a-half-point underdog in Kansas City Whoa. to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 3-2. and two. Uh, The Chiefs uh, rank middling in every category. They're 14th in, in rush defense, 14th in pass. They're like... Tenth in points, which is pretty good on defense. Uh, they only have seven sacks on defense, which was odd. But Dave, uh, give me your thoughts on the Saints going to Kansas City. Um, <clears throat> I'm not not too optimistic. I mean, I don't think Kansas City is, is amazing, but I, I think on paper they're certainly a better football team, and obviously they'll be home. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for the Saints, especially given, I mean, the defense. You know, like you guys just said, they may they may get lucky here or there, but it's tough for them to play a full game. And I think the Saints uh, barely eked out a win against a, a pretty pretty crummy Panthers team. So I mean that that win was exciting, but it doesn't really give me that much confidence. In, in the Saints, just like last week's win, barely, or, or, or two weeks ago when they lucked into two fumbles and beating the Chargers. Um, <laughs> I mean, we just, I, we, we really, I haven't seen them come out and play four quarters of football and just go out and and, and beat a team for four quarters, for four straight quarters. I, think Andrew just I just said, haven't seen it yet. I don't think that's possible. If it wasn't, yeah, if and, it wasn't going to so happen yesterday. I, but, yeah. So give me. So I. I so I, I got to say they're going to lose, and um, I'll, I'll go. Man, I don't think the offense will put up that many. I'll go twenty. I'll go thirty. Thirty to twenty-four Chiefs. All right. So the Saints will cover. Yeah, barely. All right. 
uh, Andrew. Oh, who's your go to the game? The think... Saints will lose it, Dave. Who's your go to the game? Um, it's got to be somebody on special teams. Uh, <laughs> it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be uh, lots. He'll he'll miss like two kicks. Oh lord! Those are your those mm. are your six points right there, <laughs> Andrew. I think uh, the offense doesn't play as well on the road. No, they don't. I, it's I think vast I think Tony Hills is going to be the starter at left tackle. He's my goat. He's going to oh. be a disaster. Um, I think it's going to be a lot like the opener at Arizona last year, where the Saints kind of hang around for a little bit, but they kind of feel like they're getting their ass kicked the whole game, and they end up losing 31-17. Yeah, the thing is with the Saints... And your cat chimes in. <laughs> she does. The thing I don't, is with I don't the, think your cat likes my uh, your pick. The thing is with the Saints, Drew Brees, his, his quarterback rating at home is like 115 or 118. His quarterback rating on the road is 82. They have yet to break 250 yards passing into two road games. I know it's a small sample, but I just think Sean Payton, for whatever reason, can mask their offensive line issues at home with uh, formations, whatever. Um, I just think this is a terrible, terrible matchup for the Saints. And is, is Dave huffing glue? I, he's, are you no, I'm s- drilling. S- drilling a, uh, you're like Dexter, drilling a dead body. I'm drilling my a doorbell in. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm going to go... <sighs> See, we, we multitask on this yeah, podcast. I, 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 can, I can't even believe you hear that. <laughs> we heard it loud and clear, man. Uh, th- oh, by the way, everybody, p- donate. Come on, man. We're, we're we need we need the donations to pay the 2017 uh, fees for the Podbean. So to donate a dollar, two dollars, two dollars, whatever. Come on, we just need to keep the lights on. Uh, my prediction: this one is really hard. I when I looked at can I thought Kansas City's uh, stats would be better than they were, and when I looked at them, mm-hmm. I was like, they're not as good as I thought. And here's the thing: How, how's how's Alex Smith playing? What what's his rating for the year? Eh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I mean, with this, when you play this, pull it up. Let me see. Uh, do, 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 do. All right. He was good against the Raiders, man. He was like, he was like very Alex Smithy. He was like twenty. So like he threw, he threw for like two hundred and twenty. Yeah, and he was like nineteen or twenty-two. Um, his he's yeah. he's uh for the year he's thrown for twelve thirteen hundred yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions, ninety-one rating. Um, you know, yeah. he hadn't, he had, it's about what you expect out of Alex yeah. Smith. Here's the thing. Here's the thing though. And that, that I, I think I'm switching, I'm switching my mind and, and here's why Kansas city is three and two and you, and they're playing at home and they're a six and a half point favorite, but look at the schedule that looking deeper into their schedule, they played the chargers at home, chargers, Phillip rivers, pretty good quarterback, pretty interesting offense right they choke up games in the fourth quarter they the the choke against kansas city was epic but the chargers scored 27 they played the steelers they gave up 43 what do the steelers have andrew oh yeah three really awesome wide receivers i'm changing my mind i think the saints are going to go in how many of these teams had tony hills at left tackle oh yeah god damn it andrew all right (laughs) kansas city 24, 
Saints 13. <laughs> you, killed, you, you killed my... He was about to pick the Saints. I was, about, was, really... I was really about to pick the Saints. I was really... I was about to pick the Saints. Didn't... Didn't take much to talk you out of it. No, yeah, but he, no. come on. We, let, let's get one person on the podcast. Here's the, picking the, here's the thing. Come though, on, Ralph. Like, I, what if Armstead plays this week? I can, I'm I, not counting on it. I, I, fuck it. I'm going to say Armstead's going to play, and the Saints are going to win. And the Saints are going to. And the Saints are going to win. And the Saints are going to win 31-21. How about that? Love it. Love it. All right, so. Uh, Kevin was MIA. He was vomiting up. So, so wait, hold on. You're, you're saying this defense is going to hold Kansas City to 20, 21 points. 21. They they haven't held a team at home to under 25 in over a year. Like, this defense is – well, they did play good against the Giants. They're just due to, like, fall ass backwards into a bunch of turnovers, you know? And the thing is for Kansas City, man, if they can get ahead of Kansas City, Andrew, Kansas City – is the one team I think that you could feel pretty secure if the Saints would get up like seventeen to three, that Kansas City would have a world of trouble catching up with the Saints. They they did it against the Chargers. Yeah, but the Chargers like totally shit the bed all over the place. Like like turnovers. The Saints the Saints the Saints don't do do that. Well, I mean, I don't think that the the defense <laughs> might suck, but I don't think I don't think Breeze would I don't think the Saints would like regard would. would cough up three turnovers in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, the Chargers gag gag it on on both sides of the ball. The Chargers are gonna, really kind of focus on gagging out. Chargers can do us a huge favor and rise up and beat Atlanta this week. I wouldn't put it past them. You know that that's that's a total Atlanta move. Just when everybody's buying in because they played they played Seattle tough and they went to Denver and went and won. Just when everybody's buying into Atlanta, that's just like them to lay a fucking egg at home. That's the that's, that's didn't the Chargers just beat Denver? Yeah, they did. That's the total Atlanta move. And then the Saints can be yeah, that would be amazing. That would oh the podcast next week if the Saints are three and three and, and tied in the loss column with Atlanta. Oh, the fun we would have. Kevin was MIA. He's <laughs> vomiting up something. Uh, go to Canal Street Chronicles. We'll have the podcast up, and they have all kinds of stuff. Go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got his grades up. Uh, he'll have the defensive grades up tomorrow. Um, so no, the, everything's up. Everything's, everything's up, up now. So do that. Yeah. Uh, find us on the Twitters. And uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.